Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP podcast. I'm Jorge Georgi Martin. Primos are in the house. It's football time. Let's go. Let's go. Are you ready it for is. some football? It's time. Or, or as or as we say south of the border, están listos para football. Yeah, man. Finally. Oh, man. Well, gracias, everybody, for joining us. Como siempre, es un placer y estamos aquí a servirlos. Uh, make sure you're checking out our website at FamiliaFFB.com for fresh content, as well as our social media channels at FamiliaFFB on Twitter and Instagram and our FamiliaFFB Facebook page. Well, as we mentioned, football is here Thursday night. We previewed yesterday the, the KC-Houston game. So uh, we're fired up, and uh, but before we get the first game played, you know, it's prediction time. Now, last week we did our bold predictions, our brujerias, mm-hmm. but uh, this time it's predicciones. We're going to do a little more a little more standard. We're going to go around the horn and give our predictions, starting with Super Bowl champ. I'm going to throw, I'm gonna, you know, I, and, and this is me a little bit of wishful thinking because I'm so invested in this team on all of my fantasy teams. I'm throwing out there the Steelers. Kind of a reach, but oh. I, I, I. Ah, well, I, anytime you have Big Ben, that's not necessarily a reach because you know if he's healthy, you never count them out, man. I'm believing the hype. I'm bu- I'm buying into the hype because again, I'm like as we mentioned in the in the show yesterday. I'm I'm uh, I got a nice stack in our Familia League. If they're good, oh, uh, then I'm good. Uh, how about you, Hector? I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, remember, they have a great defense. You know, they one thing that. People not a bad say, not bold, but not bad. Hey, thank you. And, you know, you, Lamar Jackson, you have Hollywood Brown, you have Mark Andrews, you have J.K. Dobbins, you have Mark Ingram. I don't see any reason why they can't make, you know, make, make that leap this year. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. And the fact that they do have a solid defense, uh, that just makes them so well-rounded and so dangerous. So I like the Ravens. Because I'm such a huge NFL fan, I can't and. I can't go with the Ravens or the Chiefs or the Steelers because they're AFC and I'm a Charger fan. So obviously I want to see the Chargers there. Uh, but looking over everything, looking the the trends the past three, four years, I know that Drew Brees is hot one year, not another. Hot one year, not another. Last year, guys, he was injured, so he was not hot. And uh, because he's getting up there in age, I think this is just his year. I think he's going to make it back to the Super Bowl. I think he's going to win it all for the Saints. They have a good special teams and a good defense, and then their offense is sick. So I think everything aligns for them this year. There we go. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Can't, can't, can't argue that. They're, they're, they, have, they have a good chance as any of those three teams, I think, for sure. I, I'm glad we're all different on this one. So that's going to be good yeah. for, for the us Ravens to look are back on it. I, I Ravens look like basically Kansas City 2.0. Yep. Uh, just, I mean, a flashier. I don't even know if they got flashier. I don't know. They're so you like unique, but so close to being the same. Because you want both tight ends, you want both wide receivers, because they're going to score a lot. It's just these teams mirror each other perfectly. Mm-hmm. But I think Baltimore just has a way better defense, and that's why that's exactly. they're on this list. Yep. No, I agree. So. League MVP. Hector, you start us off. Well, if I'm saying I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, falling in line. If I'm if I pick the Ravens to be the Super Bowl champions, it stands to reason that the reason that they got there and the reason that they won it all is because Mr. Lamar Jackson 
took them there and got them there. And I just always remember that game that he had last year on Monday Night Football where he just made a decision to, you know what, I'm just going to produce five touchdowns this game just to show everyone what I can do. And that was his game plan going in. And he did it. Knowing that, you know, they were, you know, obviously they're trying to stop him, but he went in there on that game and he did it anyway. So, I mean, a guy in the NFL can just plan on doing something like that, like setting a record on Monday Night Football and then actually doing it. That is saying something. So I think he's going to do it. He's going to go two for two, back to back, second league MVP in a row, Lamar Jackson. That's amazing. Ricky, you got a, I love your pick. I hate the fact that no one talks about it. Christian McCaffrey is one of the best running backs we've ever seen. But because these two flashy quarterbacks come in, we forget the fact that he's making what other running backs did so obsolete because he does everything. So I think he'll easily get, I mean, if he can get 2,000 rushing, that would be amazing. But he'll get a thousand rushing, a thousand receiving. <laughs> but the thing is, it, it, his team just needs to do what the other guys have, and that's win games. So now that I think he's got a, a steadier team, even though they got a new head coach, I feel like they're gonna finally, if if he can have a winning season and take his team to the playoffs, he then has a, a bigger platform to say I should be MVP, which he should be. He's an amazing player. Yeah. Last, I mean, think about the last two years, he's been one to three as far as, you know, fantasy. So, of course, he needs to be an MVP already. Come on. I, you know, I'll, I'll be talking about him in a second, but I think he's in those Ladinian Tomlinson years where he was fantastic for like six years in a row and yeah, just stay healthy, just stay healthy. Cause even, even though I have no shares in him this year, I love watching that guy play. I love Heck yeah. Well, another guy I love to, my, my pick for the league MVP is last year. Well, this past uh, Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Hey. I, I, it's, uh, the one thing, I mean, he got paid and, you know, just the things that I heard him say after that, I, I heard an interview with P- him and Peter King recently where it's like, oh, this guy's not, this guy's not done. This guy's not done. And I remembered back to um, the first 5,000 yard season in NFL history it was 1984 with Dan Marino. And he was just he he just set the set the league on fire. He like created a whole new game of football. And then the next year he was good, but he was not great. But then the so the the second year after his complete breakout, he was again up up close to 5,000 yards and 40 plus TDs. I think that's what Mahomes is going to do this year. I think he's going to be up around 5,000 yards and 40, you know, like like when Aaron Rodgers was doing was throwing 45 TDs. I think that's what we're going to get out of Patrick Mahomes this year. I think he's running into that five year window where he's going to be an MVP candidate every year. I'm. I, I, I'm glad I got him on one of my teams. <laughs> I'm glad I got him one. Uh, fantasy MVP, Ricky, I love your pick. Digame, primo, digame. Well, I mean, I wanted you guys to go first only so I could uh, poop on you guys because they're horrible picks. But I think <laughs> you could still feel free. <laughs> well, you guys pick players that you're only going to get if you have a top three pick. And therefore, they have to produce. The guy I picked, Marquise Brown, is going to be a fantasy MVP because he's going to be the best player to beat his ADP. Last year, believe it or not, it was uh, 
Derrick Henry because I got him early in the third round, and now that guy's a top five running back. And I feel like Marquise Brown's the same thing. People are looking at him as an outside 20 uh, wide receiver, but at the end of the year, oh, this guy's going to be a beast. I got I got like 100% shares in him in all my leagues because I made sure to pick him early. And even though I picked him early, he's still the flex in all my leagues. And this guy is going to outperform a lot of wide receivers out there because of Heck's favorite team right now. So the the Ravens. <laughs> so and Lamar Jackson's gonna throw to him. They're gonna Lamar yep. Jackson loves to uh flaunt his abilities. So yeah, Marquise is gonna run all over teams now. He's a lot stronger, so he's gonna be able to do the jump balls. And with with just the weapons all around him, they can't double team Marquise as much as teams nope. want to. Nope. So I feel like by getting Marquise, I know no matter what, I'm getting mad value right there. I'm gonna get out of everyone else that was going to be picked around there, he's going to get more points than them in the end. So I think he's going to get a lot of people into the championship easily because they were able to save up and get other good wide receivers like DeAndre Hopkins and then still have Marquise Brown, and then boom, all of a sudden they're winning the league, dominating like I usually do. Sixth-round sixth MVP to fantasy – sixth-round pick to fantasy MVP. Love it. Love it. I'm. I went boring. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> you Christian <went> McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, I went chalk on that one. Uh, this guy. I. I'm. I'm. Where I will be bold is I. I'm saying that in back-to-back years, he's going to become the first player in NFL history to go 1,000, 1,000. Marshall Falk got quite, got close one year. Uh, I think he was like 900 and something yards receiving and over a thousand yards rushing, but, uh, I'm calling it, uh, CMC is going to, is going to do a thousand, a thousand again, and a hundred, another hundred receptions. It's going to be, it's going to be fun show. Yeah, man. Well, I'll round it out. I'm I'm right there with you with a chalk pick, George, but I pick Zeke (laughs) only because I know Dex, I mean, Dex is getting all kinds of love already. You know, Dex was what QB three last year. There's no reason to believe that he won't do that again. We all know that Dallas's O-line is super good. Um, so they're going to continue to open up holes for Zeke. he got a great receiving core. Um, I really, really like who, – who is it? Is it, is it CeeDee Lamb that the Cowboys just picked up? Yes. they got CeeDee Lamb. they got Michael Gallup. they got Amari Cooper. Um, they're just going to – I mean, the Cowboys are just going to give teams fits. I mean, Dak's going to have all kinds of time back there to find either one of those guys or – there goes Zeke popping out of the backfield for a quick little dump off. Boom, and he's gone because all the receivers are covered all downfield. Because how are you going to be able to cover that like three-headed monster? C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Mike Cooper. They're going to open up all kinds of fun time for Zeke. So he's going to run rough shot. He's just going to go bananas. And I'm, I'm picking him as fantasy MVP not because he's going to be best as far as ADP, you know, value over ADP, but because he's just going to score the most fantasy points. That's my pick. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so we're going rookie of the year next. Uh, I'm going, I, I'm kind of going chalk a little bit on that. One, this one, the number one pick, Joe Burrow. I think he's, uh, I think he he's gonna have some blow up games. Uh, he's gonna have some games where he's not very good, but I think he's gonna accumulate enough stats that, and he's gonna be pretty good running. That I think he's gonna get plenty of uh, stats and get and. The NFL is going to want to build its next star. So it's sort of how they gave the uh, rookie of the year to Kyler Murray last year. Uh, I think that's going to go to Joe Burrow. I don't know. I, I don't think he'll get it if he's 
a horrible quarterback throws a lot of interceptions. And a lot of, <laughs> well, yeah, Rick. Probably won't be rookie of the year if he's a horrible quarterback. He's going to get a lot of interceptions because he's going to be doing garbage time. And I just think this rookie league is out of control this year. So I, I, I don't know. I don't think that's that's chalking it up, Georgie. I think that's. I think uh, so. I think that's I think, that's tossing it up. I I think one of the re- to, to to Georgia's point. I think Joe Burrow may not win a lot of games, but I think the the way that he carries himself in the pocket. You know, if if he if he's not afraid to take a hit, if he if he throws a lot of accurate balls, if he's if he still does a lot of things, and if he's efficient. I think he could still win rookie of the year, even if he throws a lot of picks. You know, I, I, it just depends on what those riders think. But I think he still has a chance. Even if he loses games, I think he still has a chance. The guy was solid as in, in, at LSU. I, I, I think he definitely has a chance. So my guy, I think, also has a chance. Clyde Edwards Elaire. Elaire. Uh, Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. I Elaire. picked him. Elaire. I picked him. Number seven overall, I think he's going to be awesome. Like you, I think you another biased uh, pick for you. For the show. You you alluded at our last show, Rick, that uh, you know when Kareem Hunt was a rookie, his first game with the Chiefs, he blew the lights off of everyone, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, who is that guy? I need to." He was the you know the maybe the hottest you know pick off waiver wire in the last five years was 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 Kareem Hunt that that year. After that, after that first game, I don't think anyone had him. No one knew who he was, whatever. But after that, everyone was like jumping on their phone, like I need Kareem Hunt off the waiver wire right now because he was explosive. And there's no reason to think that Andy Reid won't do the same thing and use Ceh the same way that he used Kareem Hunt. Strong rookie running back. Uh, it's just gonna be awesome. So I think Clyde Edwards-Helaire in a runaway rookie of the year. Woohoo! Speaking of running. He's already running. <laughs> let, let, let me just say this. My pick is up in the air because, guys, I looked at the stats. Our league picked 16 rookies in our draft, albeit I think four of them were dropped, like put into the waivers <laughs> the next day because I dropped like Ozabigo. You dropped Joshua Kelly, Hector. Right. right. Uh, but either way, a lot of rookies were picked up and even some that weren't like Brian Edwards. But I decided, because of the bitterness of my heart, and I'll explain, to pick DeAndre Swift. Uh, I decided to pull a Hector and pick someone who's on my team <laughs> because I really want to say Gibson, but Georgie has him. I would love to say Akers, but Georgie has him. <laughs> and I don't think Dobbins has it to be the rookie of the year because I like I like Ingram ahead of him. Uh, so my only other choice is to pray for the home run in Swift. I, Swift has an opportunity because his team's going to produce. So he's on a productive team, and they want to get him the ball. So he's got a really good chance to operate there. Um, I get your point on Burrow because Burrow's going to play all 16 games no matter what pretty much. DeAndre Swift, if he can be healthy – they're gonna find ways to get him the ball. He'll get For the ball sure. more than he'll get the and ball more catch. than Dobbins. He can catch. He'll get the ball more than Acres does. If Henderson's healthy, he's gonna get the ball more than Acres right away. So I, I just feel like the it's a bigger opening room for Swift. It's just is he gonna you know hold the reins? And God, I hope he does. I really hope he does. I hope so too. I've got a couple of shares in him. So then take them for anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to comeback player of the year. Uh, I'm starting off because, and again, going back to my Super Bowl pick, I'm going Big Ben. 
uh, coming off that big elbow surgery, I hope he gets back to 4,500 yards and 30 plus TDs. Cause then I, I'm going to be looking really good this year. You always look good. And then at the end, you just tank it. <laughs> That's why I got jerked off. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, it, it never bet against big Ben. You know, there's, there's no reason to think that he, he, he can't be comeback player of the year. I mean, gosh, the guy is just built like a tank. He went head to head with a car windshield and won. <laughs> without a helmet on you know like so yeah big ben he's a beast he's a monster and the guy right. just knows how he knows how to play football so yeah you give him he's got some great weapons he's got juju he's got deontay johnson he's got chris carson there he's yeah he yeah you, be afraid if you know if you're out there teams be afraid of big ben he's on a yeah, mission he missed last galore. year weapons huh? galore he's got weapons galore a great coach yeah. a good defense He's coming back to a, a great setup. Yeah, and he's and he and he's been rested all you know for a chunk, a giant chunk of last season. So he's ready to rock. Another guy ready to rock. Matt Stafford was on pace last year to do something amazing. Like he was on pace for what thirty eight touchdowns last year, something crazy. Um, and then he got hurt, and then he went down, and that was that was that. But so again, like I said, just like Big Ben, Matt Stafford has healed up. His back is all good. He's been rested. He's ready to rock and roll. And he's got his own share of weapons over there. He's got uh, he's got Galladay. He's got TJ Hawkinson. And he's got DeAndre Swift. He's, you know, he's going to do some things. He's definitely going to do some things. Um, Marvin Tron, my, my guy. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what Matt Stafford does. So I think he has everything lined up, ready to go. Like you said, a red crap defense. So he's going to be possibly coming from That's coming true. from behind some games, and just having having to throw, 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 and he's going to light it up. Comeback player of the year, Matt Stafford. And that's a, that's a good one, but I feel like my player kind of it brings all my ideas all at one. Drew Brees is going to easily be the comeback player of the year. Yes, he was only out five games, but everything's adding up for him. He's going to be mad this year because he didn't get to make. Michael Thomas, the best wide receiver like he was last year. Drew Brees wants a part of that. Drew Brees is coming to the end of his career, and he's got Kamara hopefully in his prime. He's got Michael Thomas obviously in his prime. So he's got great players. And now with someone like Emmanuel Sanders to just dump off to, Brees is ready. He's primed. And uh, this is, like I say, every other year he's good. I know this because when he was with the Chargers, he was garbage and then good, garbage and then good. But (laughs) – I mean, I just feel like he's he's the type of guy that you don't want to see have a chip on his shoulder. Because right. when the city of New Orleans had a chip on their shoulder after Katrina, he took them to the Super Bowl. This guy's way too good, and I feel like you guys picked a back injury and an elbow injury. So I, I, I just want to stray away from those. Baseball <laughs> really made me want to stray away yeah. from injuries this year. <laughs> I hear you. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, let's get into some cheese man. Over with the Dolphins, Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki are both being limited in practice, which would be really tough because they're going up against New England's secondary this weekend. Uh, they both had big games against the Patriots last year at the end of the season. So you want to look and see and keep an eye on these guys and make sure that they're going to be healthy going into that game on Sunday, but uh, 
you know, the New England defense has been a little bit uh, hurt by players opting out and some injuries. So you want to have these guys ready because I think that's the way that, that the Dolphins are going to be hitting people from the passing side. Uh, big, kind of an, another significant injury news. Kenny Galladay was held out of practice on Thursday after hurting his hamstring during practice on Wednesday. So uh, be ready for Marvin Jones. If uh, the if Galladay is out, Kenny G maybe not making sweet music this week, but it's uh, it's a hamstring issue. So let's uh, keep an eye on that because that uh, can be significant. Uh, Mike Evans did not practice today, uh, down in Tampa. So something to keep an eye on for tomorrow on Friday. Uh, Brandon cooks has, uh, going into tonight's game. We did, we did do a preview for this, for that game yesterday, going into tonight's game between the chiefs and the Texans, Brandon cooks has been limited in practice. So, um, and the talk is that he may be limited even if he plays in tonight's opener. So, uh, I'm I'm feeling really good about Will Fuller in this game. I'm, I do have Cooks on a team. I'm kind of pumping the brakes on that one. So uh, let's see what happens closer to game time. Uh, down in Jacksonville, a little more running back news. Divine Zigbo goes on IR with a hamstring injury. And then in a corresponding move, the Jags just signed Dare Ogubunwale. I'm glad I said that. Uh, so he's kind of a pass catching back kind of, uh, mirrors a little bit of what Chris Thompson does. So it really looks like James Robinson is going to be the, uh, player who's going to be rising to the RB one status. So let's, uh, keep an eye on him. I still think that they're going to be throwing a lot and it could, this could be a lot of eyewash, uh, talk about, uh, all the, all the players in the Jacksonville backfield. They're going to be in negative game scripts a lot. So hopefully these guys can catch some passes. Last item, uh, David Montgomery is participating in practices on a limited basis. He did say afterward that he didn't do much uh, during the game. And I, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking... A groin can be something that that really lingers. I remember last year as a Laker fan how LeBron James was out for six to eight weeks, I think, uh, with his groin injuries. So uh, it's only been, I don't even think it's been two weeks since Montgomery got hurt. So uh, definitely keep an eye on, on this situation. I, I still don't know if I would start him even if he were active on Sunday because I don't know if he's going to be able to get the touches. So something we're going to keep an eye on, uh, keep, in, keep checking our Twitter for some updates, and uh, we'll see if, there, if anything else comes up. That's it for Cheesemen today. Well, let's get back to our game previews, and we're going to start off going to New England, the Boston area, the debut of Cam Newton, number one, numero uno in Boston. And that's probably the most exciting thing about that game, to be honest with you. It probably is. You know, there is some rain involved uh, that they're expecting. There's... uh, New England is a six and a half point favorite over under 42.5. I mean, it's, it's cam and who knows who's going to be the running back. Is is it going to be Sony Michelle? Is James white just going to be catching passes? I think, I think it's going to be cam. I I honestly, I'm predicting right now cam is going to be the leading rusher for new England that day. I just, I don't see Sony Michelle doing much, uh, you know, just barely coming back. I don't think James White's going to run. Rex Burkhead, obviously, Damian Harris is on IR. It's going to be very interesting, the connection that that Cam has with Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry. If Nikhil Harry, I'm 
I'm there's a part of me that's very intrigued by Nikhil Harry being a, a big reason why the New England released Mohamed Sanu. I think it's going to I think that's a big reason. On the other side, Miami, they did go down into New England last year in week 17 in the snow and you know when they usually lay down like lambs, they punched the, the Patriots into the in the nose and that actually knocked them out of the top seed in, in the playoffs. So, uh FitzMagic is back as the starter. I, I think he's going to be throwing plenty to Devontae Parker and Mike Kosicki, the my you know one of my picks and Preston Williams who's just 10 minutes 10 months uh, out of uh, ACL surgery. I don't know what we're going to see out of Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. It's, uh, I, I think, I, I think they're going to put up some points, but I think this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be like 24 to 14 new England. It's, it's not going to be a pretty game. No. And Miami's defense. I mean, I, I'm thinking back to last year, Miami's defense was just pretty, 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 pretty bad, right? Basura. <laughs> I, I remember the game one last year, the Ravens against uh, Miami, and, and, and Lamar sat down, like, I think right <laughs> after halftime, I think they were up by, like, five touchdowns or something crazy. Yeah, it was um, So, yeah, my, yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I don't, I'm not understanding New England favored by only six and a half uh, at home against, I, you know, I don't know. Yes, there's Fitz Magic there. I know I, I read something recently where he, he left practice or he, he left the field looking distraught. I don't know what that was all about, but I'm just, I don't have any faith at all in, in Miami any which way. I, I didn't I didn't even look at any of their players. I didn't look at Devontae. I didn't look at Brita. I didn't look at Jordan Howard. I didn't look at any Miami Dolphin player at all, no. you know, go, going up to the draft and nor, nor will I. So I, I, I don't, I, I think New England, I think the one thing to think about is like last year's game one against Miami. I think Cam Newton can can ball out, and maybe he maybe he rushes for two touchdowns. Maybe he rushes for two throws for one, and next thing you know, Cam Newton just has like that crazy game one, and he's number one waiver wire, you know, for the for you know starting week two. So you never know. Cam Newton could definitely, you know, again talking about chips on shoulders. I think Cam Newton's ready to show everybody. Yes. You know what? You guys all. You guys are I, all I, I hope, me out. but. You guys are all counting me out like I'm I'm done, you know I you know I you know I've just got you know I've been tossed to the side and now I'm just got picked up by New England. Cam's ready to show everybody that he's not done. If Cam is garbage this game, this game is just gonna be an appearance of uh you know you know uh, that little the peanuts in a box that just they make sure your stuff doesn't break they're just filler. <laughs> yes, all of these yeah. players are basically filler on benches for styrofoam your league because you peanuts. don't want to start any players in this game uh, and not even cam no one should be starting no cam no no newton. exactly not exactly that's so, what i'm saying no, no and, one should and that's be. why if cam newton doesn't produce this game that tells me the rest of the season i don't want any miami I, players i don't want any new england players so and, that, and that's the only thing that i'm going to watch in this game is is Newton going to be good? And is right. he going to be good enough to make Michelle and Edelman wanted like they were last year or the year before? And then James White on that note, because if Cam can toss the ball, then James, James White's going to be there yeah. catching passes too. So the whole entire, the whole entire, you know, every fantasy relevant player on on the Patriots, everything rests. And on the Cam. worst thing is Georgie had Gesicki on his bench. <laughs> on a team that doesn't even use tight ends. <laughs> serious. Well, there you go. So there's that. Well, you never know. I still got to pick. I still got to drop somebody to get a kicker. He's, oh, he's I, a candidate. Oh, 100. I know he's going. <laughs> he's on the chopping block. 
I'm waiting go. to see if I'm, I'm just making sure nobody turns an ankle in practice and I and I drop the wrong guy. So oh my good, you uh, better hope that Fitzpatrick turns an ankle in Tua in order to make Gusecki. But uh, yeah, goodbye Gusecki. <laughs> well, Hector, take us to Washington D.C. All right. Well, Philly's got a juicy matchup. Uh, they're a six-point favorite over the Washington football team. Over/unders at forty-two and a half. Uh, Philly's just gonna. Philly's in a run. They have on to Wa- right? on Washington. They're gonna run on. Yes, they have to. But they. I think they're gonna succeed at it. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. People don't talk too much about this guy. He balled out last year. I am a fan of Boston Scott, so keep an eye out for him. Watch his performance. What you know? What he does. If you if no one in your league has him, keep an eye on him as a as a pickup. Uh, but Miles Sanders is gonna. I, I think just. Just go bananas this game. He's gonna have a, I think they have a really good game. Washington, yes, they have Antonio Gibson. Yes, they have Scary Terry. Uh, but I think uh, Philly's defense is gonna give Dwayne Haskins some fits. It's gonna make things a little bit difficult for him. Uh, he'll definitely be able to score some points. Maybe Terry gets a, a, a score or two. Antonio Gibson, I like a lot. Um, but I, yeah, I think Philly's Philly's taking this one. Uh, at, at, at the touchdown, I think take 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 Philly minus six. This is an exciting game because we're going to see Philly has an easy team to go against. So we're going to see, all right, Philly, here's your here's your practice game. Show us right. if there's right. any hype behind you. Uh, and then Washington, same thing. We're going to see if this football team, if Gibson is worth losing Geis and Peterson. We're going to see – Scary Terry I'm excited to see no matter what. Right. I love the guy. Yep. Yep. Uh, and to know that him and Haskins have multiple years of knowing each other. It's going to be great to see them come out again. Uh, and I, I don't know. I love the look of this game. Uh, I think you're right. Philadelphia definitely has to run it. I think they'll succeed. And I think it should be like a 30-point game for each team. And, and that right there would sell me to start picking up more of the Washington stock. We're going to find out a lot about uh, Philadelphia this game because uh, number one is how healthy is Miles Sanders. So, you know, he was definitely hobbled with and and Carson Wentz was a little dinged up and at the end of training camp. But we're going to find out about their secondary because, you know, they did trade for Darius Slay and then they uh, traded for somebody else to try and because their secondary was horrible. Their run defense was fantastic. So we're going to see, you know, does Scary Terry get get uh, get get loose? Uh, by the way, they uh, for uh, on Twitter today, the Washington NFL team's uh, official Twitter account has a cool cartoon kind of looks like scooby-doo cartoon era picture of scary terry it's fantastic you guys if you haven't seen it you gotta you gotta look it up on twitter it's it's wonderful ricky you might want to make your your avatar on on one of your teams because it's so good but scary terry is actually a uh, character from rick and morty oh there you go right there (laughs) so i'll use that scary terry there you go there you go. Well, you know, the one that's uh, the one player that I think has got some upside here is Deshaun Jackson. He, you know, I, oh I put him God. on the uh, I put him on the waiver wire column because of the fact that I, I look back at uh, game one last week, last year, uh, eight catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns against Washington. Uh, so uh, there's a little bit of rain in the forecast. It looks like the east, the whole east coast has some uh, rain in the forecast. Send some over here to California, Profile right, World. For sure, man. Jeez. But uh, 
it's I'm I'm interested to in see him, and I'm also interested to see if there's anything in JJ Ortega Ortega Whiteside. It, that one, uh, obviously, I'm very intrigued with Antonio Gibson, and if Dwayne Haskins takes the next step. But uh, on the Philly side, it's Ortega Whiteside. Is he going to be a thing so that uh, you know maybe he becomes the wide receiver one? It's uh, very intriguing there. Yeah, for sure. Well, a little bit south of uh, DC is Carolina. Ricky, digame. I love this game because you're going to see run CMC and he's the best player right now. The most, he's the most entertaining player because just the way he moves, how he can get out of these corners and you're going to be able to see what this Teddy Bridgewater guy, the heck keeps talking about what he can do with a whole team on his back. Uh, It's exciting. I think what I don't like is the fact that Carolina has a horrible defense. They lost Kukli. They lost everybody. Their whole draft was all focused on getting different defenders so i feel like they're going to be playing catch up there which boosts which boosts well for dj Moore, especially robbie anderson because robbie anderson's a uh like a, you know a cherry picker in basketball that's what robbie anderson is he just tries <laughs> to go behind the defense and get those long balls and they're gonna need that garbage time because Derek carr is gonna be able to i'm not saying he's gonna but he's definitely going to be given free clearance to throw the ball to Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs. The problem is these guys are rookies. He's got Darren Waller, but even Waller's, uh, you know, not a deep threat. So I, I feel like it's the perfect time to see if Derek Carr still has anything in him, whether he's going to be accurate, whether he can throw the ball. Uh, we're not going to be able to see Edwards and Ruggs. I don't think they're going to be these amazing players we think they're going to see right away even against a crappy defense. Uh, but I think the biggest take is going to be, can Carr still make good throws? Uh, when Carr's under pressure, can he move? And then Jacobs is going to be Jacobs. He's going to run. He's going to get over 100 yards. He's going to get goal line touches, two touchdowns. He'll be the bright spot for the Raiders. Um, but Carr's going to be the one that you really, really want to see. And they're going to easily win it, easily, probably by uh, a touchdown. But it's going to be so, – I want them that, to – Minus three. I want them to kick the crap out of Carolina so that Carolina can get all that garbage time. And I don't even have that much stock in them. I think I have CMC in one league and more in another, and that's it. I just love to watch them play. So I'd love to see CMC with, like, two 40-yard touchdowns. And I know he can do that because he does it often. And it's just yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think Vegas is – if, you, if you're thinking that – that Vegas wins by more than three, and 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 the bookies or the the book the bookmakers have them at three only. That that goes to show that they have a little bit more respect for Teddy Bridgewater and the, the team as a whole. They're, I would they're, go they're, over. They're, they're, I would definitely go over. They're calling it closer than than it may end up being. So we'll see. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Carolina wins this game. We'll see. This is going to be a fun game. I'm going to be very. Uh, I'm going to be watching Josh Jacobs' uh, uh, receptions to see if he really does, because I think he's still going to. I think he's going to be a, have a wonderful year this year. Obviously, he's my, you know, top five prediction uh, earlier, and not not one of my bold predictions uh, because I'd already called my shot there. But uh, it, it, I think this has sneaky shootout potential. The Raiders right. did not have a right. good, did not have a good secondary last year, and Carolina mm-hmm. is going to have a, one of the worst defenses. So. 
Uh, this is going to be a fun game to watch. I hope that the the weather doesn't get – there's more rain in the forecast there, scattered thunderstorms, 60% chance of rain. So hopefully it uh, rain, rain, go away. Um, At least it's, it'll be comfortable. At least when it rains in Carolina, it's like 80 degrees in rain. So yeah. it's not, you know what I mean? It's not like freezing rain where, you know, like New England and it's like 30 no. degrees in rain. Where in Carolina, it's like, ah, oh, this is like comfortable, comfortable rain. <laughs> well, Jacksonville is the next game. The uh, Jacksonville and Indianapolis. So that this one, uh, I think this game is going to go one of two ways. Either Indianapolis is going to run the hell out of the ball, and and just eat up the clock, try and get like you know get like thirty five to forty minutes of time of possession, just feed the ball to Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, and then Philip Rivers takes some shots here and there, or it's gonna be it's gonna be a shootout. Indy was not very good against the pass last year, and I think that's gonna be where where Jacksonville is gonna have their shot. I think Gardner Minshew is just gonna be slinging it every week and it's going to be Minshew to Chark all day long and they're going to they're going to be taking their shots I know everybody's talking about James Robinson trying to pick him up on the waiver wire Uh, I I think I think the big running back for them that day is going to be Chris Thompson he's going to be the guy I need him to be uh ricky felipe rios uh philip rivers uh, what what do you think do you think he could have a game he could have a day I mean Jacksonville Jacksonville has no defense also. Everyone leaves their team. Ramsey, I forget who the lineman that went to uh, the Rams. So I think, unfortunately, yes, Rivers is easily going to be able to get some passes. Uh, He's going to benefit from having a good backfield and Mack and Taylor. I think a lot of people are downing Mack, but I think Mack's still going to get more yards than Taylor every game for at least the first six weeks, and he'll be good at it. Philip Rivers, he's definitely going to boost the value of Hilton a little. But Hilton's been mighty depressing lately. Like, even last year, Georgia, you traded me him. So it's like, I want nothing to do with him this year. This game, the big winners are going to be Gardner Minshew and D.D. Chark because they're going to be playing from behind no matter what. They don't have as well-rounded team as Indianapolis. All right. Right. Hector, you want to add it? Hector, you want to jump into Cleveland at Baltimore? Well, I'll, I'll say real quick. Gardner oh. Minshew, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of, and I was a fan of his last year. Of course, uh, you were. You know, you know that he put, was, it, it was it was it was the beginning. You know, was it was it Minshew <laughs> magic? Is that is that what it was? Minshew magic. Minshew mania. Minshew mania. That's what it was. Wait, wait, it's Fitz magic and Minshew mania. You got, I get those mixed up all the time. <laughs> So, yes, I mean, Gardner Minshew, I mean, he's a great second QB to have on your squad just because, you know, this guy, you know, if, it, if the matchups are there, this guy's going to put up mad points any given week. He's going to do it. Like you said, Minshew to Chark, that's 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 going to be all season long. That's going to happen. So and they're going to be playing from behind all season long. They're, they're, they're not going to have a very good. They're not going to win very many games, No. but they're going to be in a lot of fun games. So I like Minshew. I like DJ Chark. But, yeah, there's going to be. I, He's going to put up a lot this game and, and any game, really. Jonathan Taylor, I thought it was interesting that you said that, Rick, because I'm hearing a lot and reading a lot that Jonathan Taylor is going to take over for Mac, like in the first like three games or even two games. That Jonathan then what's Taylor's the point gonna... of them even having Mac? Like they're, right. they're I, I, I know, Mac I don't, is garbage. I don't disagree. I'm just saying I'm hearing a lot of buzz that Taylor is just going to be the guy and maybe even may end up being rookie of the year. And then, you know, he's going to put back. You oh, know, and, my God. So that's just, I don't know who rumors. you hear from. That could be that could be rumor mill. But uh, at any rate, let, let's take a look at my 
preview here. Cleveland Browns at Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's favored by seven and a half only. Over under at 47 and a half. I, it, I, I'm not... I'm not a fan of the Browns. I think I've said that several times. And one thing that we haven't talked about with regard to our previews is how are teams going to come out being that there hasn't been a preseason? I mean, how rusty are teams really going to be? I think we all have this expectation that, oh, it's week one, so all the teams are sharp. And and no players, no fans, too. Yeah, that's that's true. But it's just, you know, how is timing going to be? Because now you're playing against an actual defense. Now you're playing against defensive schemes that you you know that's not your own team at practice you know you're actually finally going up against a different team with different guys that run at different speeds so how is the timing going to be is that going to throw the timing off so are week one games going to lean towards the under as far as you know betting in vegas and if i was going to lean that way with any team it would be the cleveland browns i would say that baker mayfield is just going to be off in this game, I, I, you know, I, 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 again, I just don't, I just, I'm not a fan at all of the Cleveland Browns offense. I think he's in a struggle. I think Baltimore is just going to do what Baltimore does. They have J.K. Dobbins, they have Mark Ingram, they have just Hollywood Brown, they have Mark Andrews. We've talked about these guys. They're going to go bananas, and they're going to Baltimore's just going to score all over, just run all over. They're at home, so to whatever degree that means in this season with COVID. Uh, is is there an advantage for being at home? But I think they just take out Cleveland. I think they win by far more than seven and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see Cleveland doing much of anything here. OBJ is way overvalued. Kareem Hunt, yes, they're you know good. Nick Chubb, etc. Jarvis Landry, not a fan. Austin Hooper, there's it's way too busy. There's way too much going on there for him to even have any kind of uh, production at all. I think at any time during the season. I just it, that, that team is just it's, it, there's just too much. There's too many mouths to feed. I, I don't see Baker really having any kind of command of how to keep everybody happy there, especially with prima donnas like OBJ. It's like if I'm not getting the ball, think there's a problem. So I, I, I just I'm staying away from Cleveland. They lose handily this game. And, and I love this game in the sense that I have a lot of stock in Baltimore. So week one, my teams are going to look really good. I think you're right about uh, the Browns. They suck. And honestly, they have off-the-field issues now uh, with all their cheese mess. So I, I just I, – I try. I was hoping someone would take Chubb in front of me because I didn't want to get him. OBJ, I just don't think he's going to be up to, to par like he used to be. Uh, and I think Baltimore is just going to kill him. They have a great defense. Exactly. And, and I just feel like this is going to be – this is going to be the start of Cleveland's demise, and it's going to be right out the gate because they're going against a great team, a Super Bowl-predicted team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they have a great defense, so they're going to – they're really going to – they're going to take a lot out of this team. So I just feel bad for Cleveland because they need to have like what other teams have where they play crappy teams just to build up their self-confidence. No. Baker Mayfield does not have that chance this season. Nope. And he's the one of the biggest people that needs that. He, he needs totally a confidence does. booster. Yep. He ain't getting one. And nope. and he's too young to be able to just play a game and be good without having practice like uh, preseason, like Heck said. Right. Only one thing that 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 was uh, that gave me a 
made me think a little bit was the fact that I look back at the game log last year and Baltimore lost to Cleveland in Baltimore last year in week four after, and it was, this was after Lamar Jackson had already announced himself as a future MVP and just, you know, total world beater. I mean, Jackson still had a good game, but uh, Cleveland showed up that day. It was probably the only game that Cleveland showed up last year, but uh, uh, you know, I still think Baltimore is going to blow them, uh, you know, blow them away because they, they've got too much continuity, too much greatness. Uh, uh, I am going to see uh, – I'm going to keep an eye on OBJ and see if how he looks. I have no shares in him, but there's there's a lot of talk that, you know, from uh, fantasy injury experts that uh, that there's not much concern over his sports hernia surgery. Uh, that that usually those those surgeries when they're successful they have a really good success rate of the player returning to performance so um, so we'll see we'll see I I uh, I, I hope it's good because that I mean the, the NFL is always more interesting when Lamar Jackson's doing a lot of doing Lamar Jackson stuff and just like right. lighting the field on fire uh, Ricardo close us out with our, our last game that we're previewing this 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 last one really gets me all excited inside. The Chargers at Cincinnati, 1 p.m. Set your alarms, everybody. Uh, the Chargers are supposed to – they have the spread minus three. Over under 42 and a half. I'll tell you what. I don't see a lot of explosiveness right away. But, I mean, the Chargers have it. The Chargers have a great defense. So I think no matter what, Cincinnati, all they have really is the opportunity to throw super deep to like a T. Higgins – and if A.J. Green still has speed, maybe they'll get him down the field. Uh, but they're going to be garbage time no matter what because the Chargers have a great secondary. Even with uh, even with Derwin James gone, they still had that last year, and they're still good with King uh, and Hayward. I just feel like the Chargers are going to swamp this team. People are going to want to see Burrow. Burrow's going to throw like three picks. And the Chargers did this two years ago against Nate Perriman, where I think that was his last name, but he was the guy before Josh Allen where he threw five interceptions his first game against the Chargers. And I feel like they're ready to do this against Burrow. So I would highly suggest staying away from Burrow, Mixon, and maybe Green and Boy. The thing is garbage time always benefits the wide receiver. And uh, honestly, Eckler's going to be gold in this game because he's just going to run it. He's going to be getting it on the side, getting the open space. I don't think Jackson and Kelly are going to come till the later game, like the second half or even the fourth quarter when the Chargers have a really good lead. Uh, but Tyrod Taylor needs more practice with Eckler since they didn't have a preseason. And Tyrod Taylor just has to be a game-time manager. Maybe Keenan Allen doesn't get those high numbers like he used to, uh, but he's still going to get, for PPR people, he's still going to get a lot of receptions, especially with uh, Mike Williams not going to be there. Yep. I mean, I hope you guys are excited as I am about him. I am. I have Keenan Allen. You know, and I, I was. I wanted. I wanted your take on 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 what you think, how you think Tyrod Taylor is going. I, to... I just think you're not. I, you shouldn't expect explosive plays, but Keenan Allen is is an amazing player. He can get open. He allows yes. Tyrod. Tyrod's gonna be able to expand a play because he can move on his feet, and yep. then because he has Eckler, Allen's still gonna be able to get open because Hunter Henry and Eckler still present a threat. So, and I believe Mike Mike Williams is out. So he is out. Yep, I yeah. think, but I think the biggest score on this whole game is going to be Georgia. I think it's going to be the Los Angeles Chargers defense. Woo-hoo! Pick six, pick six. 
Oh, he's, I bet you they get at least one pick six and at least three turnovers easily. That's that's wow. why I waited till the 14th round to grab him. I, I Well, I made Tyrod Taylor my streamer of the week because he's only owned in 8% of leagues, and I think this game is going to get his uh, ownership number up because – I mean, we talked so much about it. The Chargers have such a, you know, such a litany of soft pass defenses early on, and it could be he could, all of a sudden, if he runs off four, four, five, you know, four and one record, uh, it's going to be hard to take him out of the lineup. He, I, I, I really like Keenan Allen this week, uh, and, and I, I like this whole offense this week. They're gonna, I think they're gonna score plenty of points. Um, but yeah, Tyrod is going to, I think he's going to be a bargain in DFS this week. I haven't looked at the numbers yet, but he's going to, he, he's going to go off. He's going to eat. I think Cincinnati's going to try and make some plays, but I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, um, if Burrow throws a couple of picks this week and, uh, uh, it'll be next week that they really go off because there, there's going to be too much stuff, uh, to, I think the chargers are going to be too tough on them this week yeah, and I'm not, I'm not doing too much. I'm, I'm not much. doing it. I'm not doing it to shine Ricky's apple. So uh, <laughs> I'm smiling ear to ear. Ear to it's, ear. We're always more. We're always more interesting when we're arguing. Anyway. There you go. <laughs> there be there be plenty of other ones because th- this one won't. I think the Chargers covered this one easy. Easy, uh, easy. I don't, easy. I don't. I don't understand why it's three. Like you said, there's, there's going to be at least seven to ten points, maybe more, just based on turnovers. Yeah, I don't know. So. I don't know if they hit the over under, but I think. But I think definitely the Chargers win. Yeah. Uh, bueno, everybody, eso es todo for our show. Uh, thanks again to Anchor.fm for being our hosting network and for making sure our independent podcast gets out into the Familia community. Uh, please subscribe, leave us a review, Spotify, iTunes, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, remember, uh, check us out on Familia um, FamiliaFFB.com and our Twitter and Instagram handles at FamiliaFFB, as well as on our Familia FFB Facebook page. Gracias otra vez. And remember, everybody, Todos somos familia. Adiós, amigos. Salud.